0: There are a few things that teenagers love more than a little bit of freedom, but they don't always know what to do with it. It's common for teens to want to exercise their independence and make choices for themselves, but not every decision ends well. Sometimes this freedom ends when they do something they shouldn't. Other times when they go where they shouldn't. But sometimes it ends because there will always be those people who don't know how to look at a young person without seeing prey. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1965 murders of Mary Ann Schmidt and Christine Sherrick, two 15-year-old girls who disappeared during a day at the beach and were later found brutally murdered. Marianne Schmidt and Christine Sherrick were two neighbors and friends. Brought together by their ages, proximity, and shared interests, they were known to giggle and get into trouble like most others at their age. And one of their favorite activities was going to the beach. We don't know if it was the ocean breeze swimming across the waves that Wanda Beach was known for or lying out on the sand that made them love it so much. My money is on all of the above. But we do know that the beach had something that made it even better. Cute boys. A couple of days before these girls went missing, Their diary entries were filled with tales of their day on the beach, and the cute boys that they kissed while they were there. It was all good, childish fun, the kind that movies often promise, all with no indication of what the future might bring. Then, something happened. Marianne's mom ended up in the hospital, leaving her to care for her collection of siblings. But they made do. In fact, a couple of days later, they made plans to go to the beach for a family swim. And this would be where everything went wrong. Their day at the beach was far from perfect, unfortunately. The wind was blowing aggressively, scattering the sand and causing the usually beautiful waves to toss and turn in a way that was less than welcoming. Fortunately, they managed to find a small enclosed area for the younger kids to swim, and they even managed to sit down for a nice picnic on the beach. Granted, I am not sure just how well this whole wind, sand, and sandwiches thing played out, but I'm assuming that they enjoyed it as best they could. Eventually, the weather grew worse. The kids took shelter for a minute, but a new problem was presented. See, when they got there, the kids had stashed all of their bags and purses, hiding them from the wind, the water, and, of course, prying eyes and sticky fingers. The bags were still hidden closer to the water, so Marianne and Christine made the brave and responsible decision as the oldest two in the group. They promised to run back, Grab the bags and return to the area where the younger kids were taking shelter. It was a noble move, but it was the last time that Marianne's siblings would ever see them. These two girls weren't exactly telling the truth when they said that they were going back for the bags, at least not initially. The two of them instead decided to keep walking further into the sand hills that surrounded them. When it was pointed out that they were going the wrong way, they shared a laugh that was full of conspiracy. The kind of laugh that all kids give when they know that they're up to no good. But off they went, and the other kids waited. One hour passed then another, and then two more. By 5 p.m., the kids assumed that the girls had just abandoned them, I guess, and they ventured off to find the bags themselves. While they searched, they found the bags, right where they left them, including the bags belonging to Marianne and Christine. The girls were nowhere to be seen, so the kids, guided by one of the oldest, made their way back home. They waited for the two girls to return, but they never did. When they got home, the children shared their tale, and Christine's grandmother, obviously alarmed, sprung into action. Christine's grandmother called police, reporting the two girls missing immediately. But the next day they would be found. A man was on a pleasant walk by the beach with his nephews when he stumbled across something oddly human-like. Upon further investigation, his confusion would turn to horror. There was a human body partially buried in the sand. The moment police arrived, They were dismayed to learn that they did not have one victim, but two. The scene was grisly, with both girls having been bludgeoned and stabbed multiple times. It was said that Marianne's throat was cut so aggressively that she was nearly decapitated. The sand told a more disturbing story. It appeared that Christine might have attempted to flee while Marianne was being attacked. There was a drag mark through the sand where they pulled her back to Marianne's body. To make things worse, the girls were not just violently attacked. Their underwear had been cut off, and it appeared that someone had attempted to rape them, but for reasons unknown, they failed to succeed. Seaman was found at the scene regardless. Police had no idea who had committed such a heinous crime. There are so many unknowns about this case that it makes everything that much more confusing. Obviously, the weather was bad and the beach was actually closed at some point, so it makes sense why there might not be any witnesses, but what about the timeline? When were the girls actually murdered, and how long were they gone before it happened? Was this a random attack, or is it possible that they knew their attackers? Police were very concerned about the boys from the diary entries, and it was known that Christine had also gone back to the beach alone the day before. Is it possible that these strange boys were responsible for the murders of these two girls? Did they wait until Marianne came back so no one could point the finger in their direction? It's honestly impossible to say, but there were some questionable facts. There was a nearby boy hunting crabs who seemed to have a long knife, and one of the testimonies claimed to have seen the boy with Marianne and Christine previously. A later report from a local firefighter would share that he had seen the girls, and they seemed to be scurrying away, almost as if they were being followed. Later considerations would be given to other killers, These two weren't the only women to be brutally murdered in the area, and their attacks seemed to align with other suspected murderers and rapists that had been terrorizing this space, including a man who had attacked another set of two 15-year-old girls. Police suspected that their cases might be linked to other assaults on women, but nothing was ever proven. Honestly, and horrifically, it seemed like Australia was having a pretty big violence against women problem in this area at the time. Police would continue to search and ask questions, but the truth behind the case remains a mystery. The girls were killed, brutally, by someone, but no one knows who actually did it, or why. The suspected murderers were unable to be linked to the killings, and for all we know the person simply got away. It might have been the boys from the beach, but it was just as likely to be a random killer looking for a thrill that happened to fall upon two incredibly isolated victims. The fate that these two girls met cannot be understated. It was violent, brutal, and intentional. Unfortunately, the DNA samples were lost to time, and there's little hope that this case will ever be solved. Of course, we've heard that before, haven't we? This was a truly awful crime, but here's to hoping that someday their families will get the answers that they deserve. If you are interested in discussing your favorite trip to the beach, the terror of getting sand in your sandwiches, or just how scary it is that so many of these crimes exist contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks guys.